Hebrew chapter 12 verse 1 to 13 I will read it from NIV therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God consider him who endured such a position for from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart in your struggle against sin you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood and you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sense my son do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as son endure hardship as discipline God is treating you as sons for what son is not disciplined by his father if you are not disciplined then you are illegitimate children and not true sons moreover we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it how much more should we submit to the father of our spirits and live our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best but God disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful later on however it, pro it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it therefore strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed as I was just going reading this passage and asking God to reveal <coughs> what he is trying to teach me <coughs> And God has given me a few you know, thoughts in the same line. So I thought I will share that with you. So God is calling us to run a race that is set before us. God is calling every one of us to run a race that is set before us. So we cannot run the race unless we are disciplined to run the race. You know, as every athlete is disciplined in all the areas of his or her life, if a child of God is not disciplined he or she cannot run the race and an athlete cannot run the race if he or she is not disciplined if he or she eats too much and you know too big to handle I don't think he or she will be able to run the race not only in the matter of eating in every aspect he or she has to discipline her or him in order to run successfully run the race so God is telling us you have a run you have a race which is set before us and he expects us to run and how he expects us to run you know first of all he's saying that the race which is in front of you it is a race of faith or it is a race by faith I expect you to run the race by faith 
and while running the race you need to be disciplined in certain ways then only you'll be able to run the race so let's quickly go through the scriptures and see what it says first of all in verse 1 therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders the first thing we need to do we need to throw off everything that hinders hinders what that hinders our race there are so many things they are standing as a hindrance in front of us they are not allowing us to run our races in this world you know many of us carry such a baggage that hinders our run on this world you know we carry such a big heavy baggage in, ba- in the back of us and which doesn't allow us to run the race which is set by God you know today many things deviate our mind from God we want to follow God we want to you know, do things in a proper way but there are many things come and stand in front of us they don't allow us to follow God not allowing him allow us to follow him very closely the way we want in the back of our mind the deep most deepest you know part of our heart we desire that i want to follow my lord closely i don't want to follow him at a distance i want to follow him very closely i want to hear his voice i want to do his will only to his will and obey him but there are many other things which are standing as a hindrance they will not allow us to follow god there is a race which is set in front of us there is a race which is marked out of us out for us God expects us to run the race you know that's the difference between the animals and the human and that's the difference between the people that they don't believe God and the children of God once we are child of we are we become children of God God sets a race which is front of us and he puts a track he draws a track and he expects us to run in that track the moment we accept Jesus Christ he comes out with a plan for our life that doesn't mean that he doesn't care for everybody he cares for everyone and in what level he cares he cares for others so that they may receive the gospel that though nobody will become astray will go astray that's the level he cares for others to bring them into the kingdom of God but once we become a child of God God comes out with a beautiful plan for our lives that is his master plan that is his original plan he wants us to run in that according to that plan in that race but you know what happens as human we start running that race and we will come to a junction we will come to a point where we don't know whether to turn left or turn right we don't know whether to take this decision or the other decision and we go by so many things and we take decisions in our lives we go away from God in our God is a God who is a God of second time second opportunity he gives us again opportunities he doesn't just leave us once we go away from God he gives another chance for us to come back to the track we come back again into the track you know by the time we would have wasted our energy we would have wasted our time we would have become old you know so many things would have gone but still God brings us back to the track and he makes us to run and we run again for a little while and then again take our own decision and go away from God you know that's what is going on in all of our lives the moment that we accept Jesus Christ he comes out with a beautiful plan and God expects us to run in that track God wants us to run through it run through the you know to the, to the, through the mark to the through the track which he has set in front of us 
it is not always easy to run the, on the track which God has set. It is not always an experience of mountain top. You know, today Christians, you know, tend to believe that once we follow God, everything will become all right. Always we are sitting at the mountain top, talking to God face to face. The experience of Moses, or the experience what the disciples got in the Mount of Transfiguration. You know, that's what we tend to think. It's going to be very easy. Listen to God and do things. Listen to God and do things. But it's not true. It is not a mountain top always, or it's not a bed of roses always. It is not a valley always too. It's not that you know every time we are weak, we are dull. You know at times we are rejoicing, we are happy. It's not a you know bed of thorns always. You know it is a combination of both. I like the way Pastor Rick Warren, Rick Warren is the pastor of Saddleback Church in in uh, in California. He has written the you know the the famous book called Purpose Driven Life, which is you know uh, which is the number one New York Times bestseller. And he says, I'll just read it from his quotes, I may live 60 to 100 years on this earth, but I'm going to spend trillions of years in eternity. Just see the comparison, 60 to 100 years on this earth and trillions of years in eternity. Life is a serious problems. Life is a series of problems. Either you are now in one such problem or you just came out of one problem or you are just entering into another problem. The reason for this is that God is more interested in your character than your comfort. God is more interested in making your life holy than he is making your life happy. Some of us may not accept this. God is more interested in making us holy than making our lives happy. God is more interested in our character than our comfort. And he says, this past year has been the greatest year of my life because his book sold 15 million copies, The Purpose Driven Life. And he says, but also the toughest with my wife Kay getting cancer. The same year he was fighting, she was fighting with cancer. And he says, I used to think that life was hills and valleys. You go through a dark time, then you go through to a mountain top, and it back, it's back and forth. And he says, I don't believe that anymore. Rather than life being hills and valleys, I believe that it is kind of like two rails on a railroad track. And at all times you have something good and something bad in your life. You know, that's how our life is. It is not always valleys, it is not always mountain top. It is something both which we need to handle as we run on the race that is set in front of us. But God expects us to run the race that is set for us. You know, many times we try to run someone else's race. You know, many people, many times we try to run on somebody else's track and we very soon we get into a tragic end. We will not be able to run that race because that's not the one which is set for us. God has set a specific, unique race, unique track for us. At times we are not happy about the race that is set before us and we complain, we murmur against God. I'm not able to handle it. Why it is in front of me? 
but in spite of all this God expects us to run the race and what are the hindrances we encounter in our life we are talking about the first aspect throw everything or lay aside everything that hinders or lay aside every weight that we carry what are these hindrances we encounter we carry so many baggage or weights on our back in our life as we move further what are these hindrances the shame and the guilt that we experienced in the past you know some of us would have gone through some shame and guilt in the past and that comes as a hindrance and it is not allowing us to follow God some of the words spoken into our lives that made a permanent very deep mark in our lives we are never able to come out of those, those words which are spoken which were spoken into our lives and we are struggling to handle that and that is standing as a hindrance in our life that's not allowing us to run the race which is set by god the loss of loved ones the disappointments and discouragement in our lives sicknesses as we deal with sicknesses in our lives they are all standing as a hindrance and preventing us to run the race which is set by god the debt and the failures and losses everything together what are the weights we are carrying today it may not be the same that we carry it is different for each and every one of us we may be carrying we may be trying to deal with those situations in our life it may be our job it may be our business it may be our family issues and our commitments we are you know something which is bothering something which is like a heavy weight upon our lives which is not allowing us to follow god how can these things how can these hindrances affect our race you know remember our race is time bound our race is time bound you know we don't have time that we can run forever and reach the goal no our face is our, our race is time bound i don't know how many more years 10 more years 20 more years 30 more years 40 more years we don't know how many more years or how much more time we have to run this race but within the given time god expects us to run the race successfully so it is very important what is really bothering us what is really hindering us to identify that and remove it from the way so that we will be able to run the race which is set in front of us and the hindrance can also cause deviation that we may miss the goal if we just look at only the hindrances only our issues only our problems only our the situations you know they may deviate us and finally finally we may not reach the goal you know these are the powerful weapon of the enemy the way enemy works he doesn't do anything some something great he doesn't need to do anything great all that he has to do is to cause a small deviation in our mind god expects us to follow him but the enemy will do something bring in something it may be a sin or it may be a situation it may be a struggle that we are going through it may be a sickness which we feel that you know it, we may go through we are going through but all that the enemy needs is just a small deviation then the nature of human is to just go behind that and we forget everything we forget god we forget church and we forget the word of god all the encouragement all the nourishment we get from god and we just start going behind that that's a very clever trick that the enemy does so our hindrances can affect our race we need to know what is really bothering our life secondly he says throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles 
we need to throw the hindrance away and we need to throw the sin that so easily entangles or ensnares us sin makes a twist around us that we will never be able to come out of it sin has such an inherent power in it it will make a twist around us it will just wrap it up you know as we are kind of getting wrapped in the cling film we just wrap it up and then we are within that we are you know kind of bound within that we will be never able to come out of it sin has such a power that's why word of god says god is saying throw off everything the, that hinders and the sin that so easily ensnares or entangles us now god is not talking about the sin which we are dealing with every day every one of us has an issue every one of us go out in the day and come out in the evening come back in the evening and when we pray we will ask god lord forgive me lord i did this i spoke in this way i should not have done that lord forgive me i did this mistake i did this commitment god is by word of god is not talking about that kind of sin it is talking about the sin which is deeply rooted in our life god is telling about the sin that are deeply rooted within us even we don't ask for forgiveness for such sins don't you believe that there are sins which we ask for forgiveness which we know it is a sin there are sins in our lives which we don't know it is a sin so we don't ask forgiveness we don't ask forgiveness and god is talking about that kind of sins in our life you know i feel sad at times of the shallow christianity or this shallow religion we see around the churches and the preachings you know those kind of things will never help someone to realize the real status what they are in where they are you know they never give importance to life but they give importance to manifestation they give importance to the manifestation of the holy spirit the gifts of the holy spirit but what about life as we read some a little while ago god is more particular about our character than our comfort god is more particular about who we are how who we are than what do we do what we do in our lives you know outside we see a great decoration but inside it is dirt you know jesus was calling them whitewashed tomb because inside it is dirt outside it's a great decoration you know our christianity is in that level nowadays but god is telling us you need to throw that sin that is so in, that that entangles you that you need to throw the sin that is so deep in us let us think you know god is talking about sins that are so deep in our lives i was talking about talking to some of our my family members some of my close one dear ones i could see you know i don't know what how they you know they go to the church they worship the lord they do everything but there are so many things they are deeply rooted in their lives they are not able to come out of it and they are dealing with that every day and sometimes they don't even know that is sin but when they speak they those things come out of their mouth you know i i just question that kind of christianity that kind of belief but god is talking about sins which are so deeply in, in our lives the anger malice jealousy the bitterness lust forgiveness unforgiveness few examples there may be many more 
you know i i don't ask god lord i become so jealous of it lord forgive me i don't ask god at the end of the day i ask god lord i spoke you know such a harsh word or i see i saw something which i shouldn't have seen forgive me lord cleanse me wash me but i never ask god lord i become so jealous when i saw this when i heard this lord when i heard that somebody is blessed within the back of my mind i ask lord why it has happened to me or why it has happened to him why not to me i don't ask forgiveness for those things bitterness lust there are so many things we can go on and on i don't ask forgiveness bible is talking about the writer of hebrews talking about the same thing the sin that ensnares that sin so deeply you know entangled within us god is talking about such sin god is asking us to throw away those sins which don't help us which will instead hinder hinder us you know in running the race they are so entangled that our soul is struggling to find a way out you know the one which is affected is our soul there are sins which will affect our body but there are sins such sins which are deep within us from the body it will get you know it 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 will go it will penetrate into our soul and it will start itching eating our soul our soul cannot live anymore with freedom our soul cannot worship the lord our soul lost its freedom to serve god you know when we go to church there are many bodies worshiping in the church have you seen there are many bodies you know going through the motion and emotion in the church but whereas the soul is crying inside there is no freedom inside to worship god but they are worshiping can you imagine that they are worshiping they are getting filled with the holy spirit they speak in tongues they worship god but their inside the soul is bound there is no way the soul can worship only the body can worship with our body we can never worship god with this you know flesh with this uh, you know with, with this dirt we can never worship god the soul is the one that can worship god so absolutely there is no worship going on in that place and its reason is the sin which entangles within us it entangles our souls it has to be thrown away proverbs 6:27-28 says the sin has to be thrown away we need to get rid of that sin romans 6:12 says do not allow sin to rule our body do not allow sin to rule so second thing throw away everything and lay aside the sin that so easily entangles or ensnares and verse 12 verse 1 chapter 12 hebrew says the third thing we need to do let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us let us run with perseverance let us run with endurance let us run with determination purpose with tenacity with a drive with a, you know vigor our steadfastness we need to run the race god wants us to run our race let's not be lazy that we may be late and we may miss the goal let's not be too aggressive that we may end up somewhere else don't run with lust that we may get attached to this world and end up in serving mammon don't run with guilt that we may not be effective in what we do don't run with murmur that we may be ever wandering in the world 
like the children of Israel. Don't run with complaint that we will never be satisfied. These are some of the things which I put together. Don't run with complaint that we will never be satisfied. Don't run by following others that we may go away from God's call in our lives. You know, there are many people try to imitate others, try to follow others. But then we will lose the original plan that God has in place for us. Don't run run satisfying everyone that we may fail to satisfy God. Don't run worrying what others think about us. Remember, God is the one who is going to judge us. Don't run our race for a little gain, for a little blessing, a little prosperity on this world. We may lose the eternity. Don't run with bitterness. You will never experience goodness of God. Don't run, just run to defeat others. You know, there are some competition in the spiritual world. I need to defeat somebody else. I need to become big. So let's not try to defeat others. Rather run with an aim to reach the goal. Don't run with selfishness. Me and my family. Rather run to escape others from the fire according to Jude 23. Jude 23 clearly says help others so that they may escape the fire so it's not just we run to save our family and our lives let us run so that others may escape others may come out of the you know come out of the fire so we can just go on and on in this line and god expects us to run with perseverance and endurance the race which is set in front of us throw off all the hindrances throw off all the sins which is you know entangling us and run with perseverance let's go to verse 2 let us fix our eyes on jesus <laughs> third thing we need to do or the fourth one we need to do is let us fix our eyes on jesus how can we throw away all this which is coming in front of us how can throw away all the hindrances it's all needed it's all needed as we live on this earth how do we expect us to throw all this we cannot really throw we cannot throw our family and God is not even telling that how can we do this by fixing our eyes on Jesus you know some of the version says it's not just looking NIV says it is fixing your eyes on Jesus not just looking into Jesus but rather fixing our eyes on Jesus there is a difference why we need to fix our eyes on Jesus once our eyes are fixed on Jesus it can never be taken out easily so for that's the reason we need to fix our eyes on Jesus once we fix our eyes on Jesus we we are not expected to look on others we don't look at men and we don't cherish when they are really doing good and we don't fall when they really fall we don't look at men God is expecting us to look uh, put, uh, fix our eyes on Jesus once our eyes are fixed on Jesus we will turn wherever he goes because our eyes are fixed on Jesus we will turn wherever he goes we will go wherever he leads us we will go wherever he takes us we will have in line we will become in line with God we will know his will once we fix our eyes on Jesus when our eyes are fixed on Jesus and our brain receives the signal and it processes it and our body reacts to it and our eyes are fixed on Jesus and when we receive when we look into Jesus 
we receive from Jesus and our process our brain will process it and we become like Jesus we start speak talking like Jesus we start acting like Jesus that's what Paul, you know that's what God wants us to imitate God not to imitate anybody else to become like him to become like his in his likeness you know God wants us to become like him his characters that's why God is telling us to fix our eyes on Jesus you know what he did let's read that scripture again consider him or let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God he endured cross he went through the cross for the joy which is kept before him and here we say in verse 4 verse 3 consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so here we see God expects us to fix our eyes on Jesus and what he did for the joy which is kept in front of him he endured the cross you know that is the comfort that is a comfort for us you know when when dad was in the hospital my mom was you know totally disturbed <clears throat> she used to ask me so many questions and I used to tell she, she used to ask me she's going through all this pain so I used to tell her that he'll not he'll not feel the pain right so but I, I used I used to tell her when you feel that he's going through pain and you are not able to handle it look at Jesus how much he went through for us on the cross you know every time when we go through some trouble when we go through pain in our lives we need to fix our eyes on Jesus meditate what he went through on the cross how much pain he went through on the cross that will be a comfort for us and for the joy of redemption for the joy which is set in front of him he went through everything and today God is expecting us the joy which is kept in front of us the joy of redemption the joy of salvation on the day when we are going to see him face to face what a joy and what a glorious day it will be and God expects us to fix our eyes upon him and no matter what we go through on this world our souls will rejoice if we fix our eyes on Jesus and verse 3 says consider him he because he went through all these things you cannot just ignore him you cannot just ignore him we need to consider him why it says consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men he went through such a great opposition from men he was totally rejected he was totally neglected by everyone you know people spoke against him people spat on his face you know people did everything to Jesus Christ and he went through everything for the joy which was kept in front of him he went through every opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart you know how you know the word of God is relating that verse 3 consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so you consider Jesus he went through all this in his life so that you will not grow weary and lose heart 
you know today god is telling us why you are losing your heart because jesus went through everything you consider him if you feel that i am carrying all the burden in my life it means you are neglecting him you are not considering him consider jesus he went through everything you know that's encouragement we don't get discouraged in our souls we need to get encouraged because jesus went through it and that's a joy that, that's that's the encouragement today and let's move on to verse 5 Verse 5 says, and you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. You know, you run your race and in the middle you forgot the word of encouragement. What is the word of encouragement? My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines those who love, those he loves. You know, there comes the aspect of discipline. God expects us to run the race. And he is a God who is asking us to set our eyes upon him. And he is expecting us to consider him because he went through it. And he will help us to go through it as we fix our eyes upon him. And now he says, do not lose heart. Because he is considering calling you a son and daughter. And why he is calling us son and daughter? Because there is a word of encouragement. What is the word of encouragement? My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. So here word of God says, my Lord disciplines me. And it says, my Lord rebukes me. And it says, my Lord disciplines me because he loves me. My Lord punishes me as I am her son or daughter. You know, that's the encouragement. God loves us. He considers us sons and daughters. That's why he disciplines us. That's why he encourages us here. That's why he rebukes us. And that's why he sometimes punishes us. Because he loves. Even an ordinary worldly father will do it for a child. And how much more the heavenly father will do it for us in order to discipline us. Verse 7. Endure hardship as discipline. Endure hardship as discipline. Now when we go through difficulties, when we go through hardships, remember there is a lesson to learn. You know that's very very important. When we go through something in our life, there is a lesson to learn. And that that lesson brings discipline in our life. You know if you get that, you know we are victorious. We are an overcomer in that situation. But moment we go through it and we don't learn anything from it and we don't discipline ourselves accordingly then we lose it then we cannot God cannot help us to run the race and God here helps us to run the race because it says clearly endure hardship as discipline as we go through all this take it as a discipline take it that Lord is disciplining me and there is a lesson to learn take the lesson and apply it to our life and that's where we learn the discipline we become more disciplined we are more equipped to run the race verse 9 let's read 8 if you are not disciplined then you are illegitimate children and not true children verse 9 moreover we have all heard human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it how much more should we submit to the father of our spirits and live so here he says it is very very important in this process of running this race we need to submit to God every moment 
we need to submit we throw away what is hindering us we throw away all the sins which are you know standing uh, which which are in you know, around us uh, entangled around us it is also important that we need to we run the race with with perseverance with endurance fixing our eyes upon jesus considering him what he went through knowing that we are children of god that's why he is disciplining us and we take it the hardship and we endure it we go through it as a discipline and we need to submit to the father of spirit and live means during our race as we run we need to submit every moment to the will of god we need to submit every moment for god's desire to be accomplished in our life because we cannot deviate away from the race which is set in front of us we need to submit verse 10 our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best but god disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness ultimate aim ultimate aim of this race on this earth is what to take part to take partnership to take part or to become partakers or to share his holiness you know that's ultimately important if god doesn't do all these things in our life we will lose that mark to become partakers of his holiness he is a holy god he cannot just take pluck out raw men and women from this earth and put them in the eternity no it's not going to happen that way he has to take them through that race that disciplines their life to become partakers of his holiness so that we become partakers of holiness finally verse 12 therefore strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees what does it mean as we run this race we become weak we lose our strength we become feeble the devil would have already caused enough good amount of damages in our life by various means he would have damaged us in multiple ways the loss which we encountered in our lives would have damaged us would have, would have hurt us so deeply and we become very weak and feeble the shame and the reproach that we faced as we live on this earth they all you know bring us make us very weak he is saying strengthen your feeble arms i can understand that you have become so feeble and fragile now because you have gone through enough in your race and here the encouragement the word of god comes towards us therefore strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees make level paths for your feet make straight paths or level paths for your feet it means do not complain that what we are going through rather change the situation make changes to your surroundings and make the path straight level the path and make a straight path between you and jesus remove everything that is not wanted and we need to do that he is telling us to make the path level paths strengthen your feeble knees and the weak arms and make the level paths for your feet 
That means remove everything what is not required, make change the situation instead of complaining what we are going through, what changes we need to bring within ourselves, let's bring those changes and then so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed. You know, if we do all these things, we become so weak and we become so tired. But if we listen to the word of God and throw away all the hindrances, throw away the sin, fix our eyes upon Jesus and follow him, not to deviate here and there, and walk according to his word and consider him and take encouragement from him and walk accordingly, what we do? We are strengthening our feeble arms and weak knees. And when we do all these things, we are leveling it out, leveling things around us. And now the miracle is what? So that the lame may not be disabled. You may be lame, you may be weak, but you are not disabled anymore. It's not that you know you are put down, you are brought to a point where you cannot move further. No. It's true that you are weak, you have gone through enough in your life, but you are not disabled. You are not just going to be bound in one place. There are still, you know, you know, there is still race which you need to make, you need to run. There are still there yet to be run. The race is yet to be run, yet to be accomplished. You are not disabled, but rather healed. But rather healed. So the lame is no more disabled, but rather healed. And he is ready to get up and run further. You know, that's what the God of Spirit of God is telling us this morning. What we go through on this earth, let's keep everything aside and identify and find out and come to a realization are we on track or we are off the track. You know, sometimes if we feel that I would not have you know, taken this path, I would not have taken such a decision in my life. You know, our God is a God who gives us a second chance. Our God is a God of second chance. He brings us back into the track and then we follow the scripture, hold on to the scriptures, hold on to this word and try to grow in the Lord. Shall we just close our eyes this morning?